Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete here and uh, on KBXL 94.1. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And today we're interviewing and we're talking with and visiting with uh, Melissa Willinga, who works over here at St. Luke's here in Boise and uh, former college golfer. Melissa, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Melissa, we've known each other for quite a while, haven't we? Um, Very long time. Yeah, I think we first met uh, when you were a student and uh, uh, over there at CUNA High School, didn't we? Yeah, so I transferred to CUNA my sophomore year, and I think you were my second class on my first day. Yeah, and you kind of shaped, you know, a lot of my high school career and a lot of things for me. So, well, thank you for those kind words. But we know we know it was the Lord that that brought all that together your sophomore year at CUNA and. Uh, so I know, uh, f- for the folks that don't know you, um, I know you were a, a, a golfer and a cheerleader in high school, and um, in fact, you had a pretty good um, golf career as a, as a high school golfer out there at CUNA. I know you were a couple top five finishes individually in the state, and then also I know you guys had pretty some pretty good golfers there uh, back in the, in the day, your junior, senior year, right? Yeah, we did. You know, I got... Has blessed to be there when we had some some of the best golfers that ever play in the state, you know, at CUNA. So that was really fun. Kind of one of those things gets to push you and motivate you a little bit more. And um, yeah, always fun to have success. And especially as a high school kid, you know, it teaches you a lot about yourself and um, you know teaches you the important things in life. Well, and I remember was it Ellie, right? Yep. Yeah, Ellie. Yeah, she's one of the best you know players to ever play in the state and. When I transferred into CUNA and I had, you know, played some golf and I knew of Ellie and I met her for the first time, you know, it was pretty intimidating. But then we became super close friends and um, we both ended up playing college golf in the Midwest and got to see each other some there. And, you know, just really cool to be motivated and pushed by someone like that. And Yeah, I remember her and you guys and uh, it was just neat to see see all that come together and and of course that's when you got involved with fca there and we're, we're going to get into that a little later here and uh, as we talk and visit this morning but i know so your whole family loves golf and uh, we've got a, a special fca golf scramble coming up here don't we on september 19th yeah we do the bill buckner golf tournament's coming up on september 19th and it's one my family has played in every year um one we always look forward to and it is a very fun tournament um always lots of fun prizes and just different stuff that we do during the tournament and this year honoring bill buckner is super cool yeah we've got some got some great things going on at that too for like you said we got some new things this year so for those that come out and want to be a part of that and of course it's a fundraiser for the fellowship of christian athletes yeah one of our main fundraisers for the year right so always fun to get to fundraise and do something fun at the same time um and spend a day with you know people that have the same goals and love FCA and what FCA does for athletes in Idaho. Yeah. So folks, if you're interested to get involved with this, if your business would like to be a whole sponsor or a flag sponsor to get some recognition there and help promote your business, um, uh, you can get more information at, at our website at fcaidaho.org. And um, we're filling up on teams too. So we're getting close to being full, but if you're interested in golfing, uh, you'd like to golf in that, um, you can get that information there too. If you've got any questions, there's contact info there as well. So, 
um, it should be a great a great day. The weather's been really, really good the last few years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been great. We haven't had any, you know, a little cool in the morning, nice way to start a round of golf and um, nice and warm by the end of the round. And it's been perfect. Got to, I think, always provides for that day. It's been great. Well, yeah. And I know that, uh, like we're saying, you guys love golf and, and your family does. And, and so you went on, getting back to talk about your story, you went on to play golf at Northwest or North. Northwestern College in Iowa, and it was a a Christian school, smaller Christian school, NAIA school in Iowa. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. I know you had a a great career. You played on the golf team there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, when I was researching what I wanted to do for college, I had some offers from bigger schools and um, could have stayed closer to home, but I just really felt like God was pushing me and leading me to Northwestern. And I knew there was something there um, about that. And so, you know, it was 1500 miles away from home. I didn't know anyone in Iowa. And, you know, I kind of took that leap of faith and my coach was awesome. And that was one thing that really led me there versus other schools. He was just an awesome Christian guy that, you know, had my entire being in his best interest. It wasn't just about golf. It was about so much more than that. And so that's what led me to Northwestern. But yeah, I, you know, I had a lot of success at Northwestern and I do attribute it to, you know, um, God just did cool things for me at Northwestern. And, you know, when I, we were kind of, I was going through, you know, my career in preparation for this and, you know, really just like I told my husband last night, man, like I was cool. You know, I, I feel blessed that God gave me that opportunity. That's great. As, as I was looking at some of these things, I did, did a little research, and uh, man, you had uh, you're a four time first team all conference there in your conference there. Also, uh, you had a couple tournament victories yourself individually, and uh, you were a three time regional qualifier. You had uh, ten top five finishes, and then also uh, quite a few uh, top ten and twenty five finishes as well. And the the sixth best co- uh, career scoring average in school history there, and of course you. Also got to be a team captain. So sounds like it was a great place to, to go to school. And uh, it's a Christian school there. You also you met your husband there, Kent, didn't you? Yeah, I met Kent there. And, you know, when I think about it, that's one of the main, you know, golf was cool and everything I learned was cool. I have my career because of Northwestern. But, um, you know, I wouldn't have my kids or, you know, without being there and meeting Kent. And I just look back and, you know, God had it all perfectly designed and um, organized for me. And yeah, so we met, we were, you know, the same major and we met in class and had a really great friendship and got married. Um, And now we have two awesome little girls who are fabulous. And he's a physical therapist here, here in the area, the Boise area. So I know it's, it's neat to, it's great to have you guys move back. And so um, I know that uh, uh, folks that, well, for from Melissa's just joined our board as a new FCA board member, and but we want to want to go back in time a little bit. I mean, how did you first get involved in sports, and then, um, and what other things did you do as a as a kid? You know, getting involved in in, uh, in activities as a young child. So, I mean, my whole family's athletic. So, um, my brother's seven years older than I am, and so from the time that I was a kid, he you know was doing sports, and I was always at his games or whatever. And, um, so it was just a natural thing for me. You know, I started cheering, you know, when I was young, my mom was a gymnast. So started doing all those things when I was young and it was just kind of a part of life. We watched football every Saturday and, you know, like it was just life. Um, and so it was just always a 
easy transition for me to play sports. So, you know, I, I did all of them. I played basketball, I played volleyball, I ran track, you know, I did everything. But by the time I got to high school, you know, I, I figured out what I was really passionate about. Well, and that's great. And that's, and that's like going back to what we said, that's when we first met. And I know FC was a big part of your life in high school. And then when you went to college at a Christian school, sometimes Christian schools don't have SCA. And then you got re-involved at Nebraska, University of Nebraska, when you did your master's. But tell us a little bit about, because I know your sophomore year, you just came to FCA at CUNA High School. And then as a, as a sophomore athlete, student, student athlete, and then, um, and then your junior, senior year, you were a leader. Tell us a little bit about that. What was it like for you um, being a part of FCA at a public school and why should Christians get involved in FCA? The transition for me, because I grew up in private school, the transition for me from private to public school was very difficult. And, um, you know, we could talk about it for a really long time about all the things that were really difficult and what that, you know, the first prayer that you prayed over me sophomore year, what that did for me. And, um, but I think the thing about FCA, when I look back on it, is it was a safe place for me. And I never knew, you know, you go from a private school where you can share your faith all the time and you pray before class and then you walk into this public school and I don't know when I can share my faith, when I can pray, when I can't, what I do. And But every time I walked into your classroom and for FCA in the morning, it was like a safe place. I felt like I could breathe. Um, and so... You know, becoming a leader and being able to bring other kids into that and just be able to share that. Um, I kind of lost that fear, you know, that I had going through the rest of the day. Although that morning meeting was always a safe place, um, I felt like the fear that I had. I, I talked to kids about it, you know, outside of that one classroom and I that fear was totally gone. And I, you know, I had other kids I knew even if we weren't best friends, other kids that were in FCA, you know, we'd see each other in the hall and, hey, I'm praying for you. You know, we knew what was going on with each other, and it was just such an, a cool encouragement and group to be a part of. Those were great days, weren't they? And uh, I know we, we met every our, our huddle, the FCA huddle at CUNA High. This is when I was teaching and coaching before I came on staff with FCA, but um, every Friday morning at 7. And, man, you guys, I mean, the Lord, through you guys inviting kids, would pack that place out and uh, – I remember consistently anyway, like 25, 35, 40 kids on a regular basis, Friday morning, early 7 a.m. I remember you guys had as leaders, because you, you had a great leadership team too. You guys had people bringing chocolate milk and juice and donuts and muffins. And, and then we had worship and uh, it was just amazing time. And uh, God just did some really cool things. I remember God did some healings in that time and there was just... Um, we, we saw lots of salvations and we also, I remember like we'd bring in a speaker, like an athlete from Boise State or NNU and man, we 55, 60 plus kids packed in that classroom. Yeah, it was, yeah, we just, it was so cool, you know? And, um, and I even had, you know, kids that didn't come to FCA in high school that, you know, four or five years down the road, um, actually came to know Christ. And I've had some conversation with them, like, Hey, I just want you to know, like your involvement in FCA was a huge, you know, ministry to me, even though I didn't say it, you know, and I think it's just a reminder that, you know, even if you don't know what's going on, you know, there's stuff going on. And um, I think FCA was, people knew about FCA, even if they weren't coming and they knew that stuff was going on and it was a, you know, a testimony. 
Well, folks, if you just join us here on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting here today with Melissa Willinga, who is uh, who works at St. Luke's and here in Boise, and uh, who is a former FCA leader as a student athlete at CUNA High School, and then currently on our FCA board here in Idaho. You know, you were talking about that hearing, being able to hear that um, people come up to you, the impact that, because you were just, you were just showing up, weren't you? Yep. And as, a, as an FCA leader, inviting teammates and, and people that you knew at the school to come to FCA. And it's so cool that you got to hear, like you said, some people that came to Christ four or five years later. But sometimes we don't hear that until later in life. And, and sometimes we may not even hear about that, the impact that Christ has made through us until we get to heaven, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you never know. And um, yeah, I certainly wasn't thinking about that in high school, if I'm being honest. You know, I was thinking about the there and now in high school. It's so hard to think beyond that. And, you know, I was thinking about doing my thing then, and I loved that, but I wasn't thinking about the impact that I was going to have, you know, um, or the, and how God was working through me to other people. And so you went on uh, after Northwestern, you went to uh, get your master's and uh, at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. So you got to get back involved a little bit with FCA. And I know Coach Ron Brown, we had a bowl breakfast speaker here in 2007 for the for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast. I think it was a humanitarian bowl back then. But um, I know that, you know, being a, a graduate student, it, your schedule takes on a little different. I know you did some things with the football team, and, and so you, you were busy there. But you got to get involved a little bit with FCA then, didn't you? Yeah, it was super cool to pick it back up after um... – you know, after being out of it for four, actually five years, because I took a year off after undergraduate. Um, and to have that connection between, because I was working with the football team and sports nutrition, and I was on the field for games. And um, just to see those guys at FCA um, was really cool. And yeah, Ron Brown was there. So there was just a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, and it was really fun to get back involved in it at that level. Well, and then now you've accepted the call of being a FCA board member here in Idaho and why, um, why, why are you still involved with it? And now as a board member and as an adult. So as I look back on my life, um, you know, and what God has done, especially since high school and, um, and I see God moving in all these different things. And then I, I see FCA as a part of that, um, and really a foundation for a lot of that. And so, um, you know, I have kind of this renewed passion for FCA and what it does for athletes and um, the platform that it provides and the encouragement that it provides. And um, we've talked a lot about um, my passion as a dietitian for, I'm a, I'm a children's dietitian, a pediatric dietitian. So um, my passion for adolescent eating disorder, eating disorders, and um, especially in sport um, and the pressure that we put on kids now. And, um, you know, I see it as, you know, treating it. Um, and then I see it in the community as well. And so it's just become a passion of mine. And what can we do through FCA to encourage kids to find their identity in Christ? And, um, you know, that God makes us unique and um, we're, we're perfect the way that we're made and to find ourselves and our identity in that and not in, you know, what the world is telling us we need to do, especially as athletes. And so I think that's kind of my renewed passion and all the cool things FCA does, but also finding a way to incorporate that into what we're doing here in Idaho. Yeah. I mean, I think when people think about body image um, types of issues and things like that uh, and all the things, there's lots of peripheral spinoff problems there with, whether it's, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, suicide, or if it's um, 
having to do with anorexia, bulimia, those kinds of things. A lot of time we feel like that, or we think, oh, that's it's more related maybe to females, but we're seeing it in males too. And then, and I just read an article this morning about a team, a high school team here in Idaho that actually went to uh, went to litigation of a, a team where a coach was actually uh, the, the team, the members of the team actually claimed that there was the coach was was getting on them about their appearance and 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 things like that and that can make have a huge effect on on young people both male and female yeah i mean young people are so impressionable right and as a high school athlete you just you just want to do your best and you want your coach to be proud of you you want your parents to be proud of you um and if coaches are putting that type of pressure um on kids it can cause a lot of problems and you know, we're getting more high school athletics is getting more serious and more involved. And as that happens, so, you know, we put so much more pressure on them. And um, I don't know that we've given, you know, coaches or parents or kids the resources to deal with all the things that come with that. And we're learning so much about so much more about sport. And um, as the years go on, you know, even sports nutrition wasn't near as advanced you know, 15 years ago as it is now. So all those things are just things we're learning and that I think that, you know, we can have an impact on. Well, I'm excited to have you on the board. I think that we're just, you know, we've been talking over the last few years too about these kinds of things. And, but like you said, it's a passion for you and especially with, you know, female athletes, high school and college athletes, although you work in as a pediatrician uh, uh, or in the pediatrics, a part of that with nutrition right now. But so I'm excited about the adventure, what God has for us and about how we can really point to Christ. I mean, Christ was the one that created sport. And so humans are the ones that corrupted it and made it crazy at times. And people worship sport instead of worshiping Jesus. And so I'm excited about the future and about, you know, where God has us going. Yeah, I'm excited too. You know, one of the verses that I, um, we actually had it on a shirt at Northwestern in college, um, was um, for, from First Corinthians 9. Um, and it's, you know, it's, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race, race. Everyone runs, one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. And that, that was just a reminder to us that, yeah, we train hard and we really want this. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, there's so much more to life than sport. And, um, I think that's a, it's a great reminder what you're talking about, Melissa, because, um, you know, the God of the universe, the creator of everything has really created things really for us ultimately to see the creator to ha- and like you said, to have a relationship with him and that humans or sport athletes, coaches were not meant or made to be worshiped, but God is so. Um, I see you have some other things marked in your Bible there too. You know, any other passages you wanted to share there? Maybe God has really, you know, parked you in or just were that really he's been talking to you about lately. Yeah. I think one of the, one of my kind of life verses um, is from Habakkuk. And really I like the whole book because, you know, he goes through all these complaints about like all these terrible things that are happening. And then it's like, you know what? I'm going to rejoice in you anyway. Um, and my, my favorite verse is from the first chapter and it's, um, it is the fifth verse. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. And, um, I also look back on, you know, how devastated I was when I had to leave my private school and transfer to public school. 
And I look back at all the things that wouldn't have happened if God hadn't have ordained that. Um, so that is, I think, my ultimate life verse. You know, like, there are all these things. Life is hard. But you look back and you see all the things that God puts in place. I love that line that the coach in Facing the Giants says. You know, he's talking about the games and stuff. He said, you know, when we win, we're going to praise him. If we lose, we're still going to praise him. And I think that we have those challenges that, that come in life, and we have those opportunities, those whys in the road, the opportunities to go, okay, Lord, I know you got this. I trust you. And I think it really goes back to some of the things you're talking about, you know, with your, your passion for ministering to, you know, uh, not just women, but also, you know, young men too that are struggling with body image and really accepting what God has created in us and, and, and really acknowledging that sovereignty of God, isn't it? And, uh, so I, you know, Melissa, I, I, um, I was just wondering, you know, maybe there's some folks out there that are struggling with some of these issues right now, or they know of somebody, a niece, a nephew, a granddaughter, a granddaughter, a son or a daughter even. Um, any, I know we just have a couple minutes here, but in any advice, I know obviously we want to point them to Christ and their identity in Christ, but any, what else about that would you say if you were, you had a couple minutes to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, you know, encouraging them in their identity in Christ and, um, to find themselves in that and not in perfection um, in sport or body image or any of those things that we kind of strive. Um, so finding your identity in Christ, obviously number one, but you know, if you are concerned about somebody, if you see, you know, a habit that's concerning, um, you know, reach out to a physician, you know, it's the, the thing about body image and eating disorders is, you know, if we can get to them before, you know, it, it kind of gets out of control, so to say. It's so much more manageable. So, you know, they're great. We have great, especially in the Valley, we have great physicians, great teams that are taking care of these things. Um, reach out to a physician, a counselor, anything like that. I think the biggest thing is if you see warning signs, if you see something is concerning, follow your heart and, you know, kind of let it lead you and get someone help. That's that's awesome. You know, as you're sitting there talking, Melissa, I it just reminded me of something I read this morning in my devotional time, and it was it was about the fact that no one is beyond the reach of God. No one is beyond the reach of God, and nothing is impossible with God. And so, I think as you were talking about that and getting people help, and but but ultimately, or, or first and foremost, going to the Lord. And I think so many times we we uh, we forget about just just praying through things with people and about things with people that are have struggles. And, you know, we might say, Hey, I'll be praying for you. But then we kind of, we kind of forget about that. And then next time I see you, it's like, Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. I'm like, Oh man, I forgot to pray for you. And so I think that being, having that stick to that we continue to pray through things and continue to ask the Lord, continue to go to the Lord in prayer. And that, and the fact that, hey, nothing is impossible with God and, and continue that. At the same time, going and getting them, the, get them in front of the right people and get the right help. Yeah, you know, I sometimes we, we pray through it and we're like, oh, we're just going to pray through it. But I, you know, as someone who works in medicine, I fully believe that God created medicine um, and he works in and through medicine. And there's a reason we have physicians and, you know, um, so pray through it and get, get help. Um, because, you know, God works 
God heals through medicine. He heals divinely, but he heals through medicine too. Amen. Well, folks, we've been visiting today with Melissa Wulinga, a former student athlete and golfer and cheerleader at Kuna High and uh, also in college and now back in Boise and part of our FCA board. So, Melissa, thanks for taking the time today to just visit and just share what God's been doing in your life. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Thanks for letting me cry through uh, my whole story and um, putting up with that. But it's obviously something super close to my heart, so I appreciate being able to share it. Been great. Well, folks, if you're interested in more uh, in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you want to get involved in a huddle like Melissa was talking about earlier, or you want to get somebody you know involved, a coach or a kid in, in an FCA huddle at their school, um, you can get more information at fcaidaho.org. Or if you're interested in the golf scramble, the Bill Buckner Memorial Golf Scramble, we can get info there. So, again, thanks, Melissa, for being on the show today. Yep, thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.